Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series dedicated to helping all of us talk more openly about money. Each show features a special guest who will share with you one of their favorite money myths. Then together, we'll discuss how to bust that myth wide open. My name is Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, and I am your host. My company is KBK Wealth Connection, and it's committed to helping women, couples, families, and their financial team shatter money taboos and learn how to effectively talk about money. It's an honor to be joined today by Lou Tranquilli. He is a friend, a colleague, and a wonderful financial advisor who happened to agree to be on the show. Let me tell you a little bit about Lou before we talk about his favorite myth and then together kind of look at how we can bust it wide open. He is the owner of Tranquility Financial Advisors, located in Clinton, New Jersey. He is a collaboratively trained divorce financial advisor and registered investment advisor. And during the course of his 20 years of experience, he has developed an exper expertise in the distinct financial challenges facing women. By learning their personal stories along with their financial needs and goals, Lou has been able to create effective solutions for his clients, no matter what stage of life they are in. And trust me, as someone who trains advisors to be female-friendly, that statement is, is absolutely true. So Lou has actually been honored by his broker-dealer with their highest honor, the Ralph S. DeVito Award for Practice Management, Client Service, and Community Involvement. He lives in the town of Clinton with his wife, Jackie, four children and two dogs. That sounds like a fun household. And another thing that connects us is he's an avid skier and beachgoer. Welcome to the call, Lou. Thank you so much, Kathleen. It's, uh, it's really a pleasure and an honor to be here with you. It's uh... It's a good day to talk to Kathleen Burns Kingsbury. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm excited uh, about your myth. I don't know if we should get excited about myths, but the myth that you said was one of your favorites that you wanted to spend some time on today was, I don't have to be involved in the family finances. Now, I have a sense of where that might have come from, but why don't you tell me a little bit about what motivated you to pick that myth and why you want to focus on that today in our call? I'd be glad to. Both personal experience uh, and what by personal, I mean in my own family, uh, not having to be involved with the family finances, but then so many of my clients uh, working through divorce. I, I've seen a number of instances where clients have, have just not had any involvement. So I really think it's a great myth to break today with you because we can, we can help the listeners understand they don't have to know everything, but they do have to know some of these things. It's, it's a responsibility. And it's easily broken as a myth, and we can take the next whatever number of minutes to, to help them along in, in breaking that myth. It's interesting because when you um, selected this myth and I saw this come across my desk, one of the things that struck me was um, I actually am married to someone who I think has this myth. So while we'll probably talk a lot about uh, women and money today, given your expertise, um, just for everybody out there listening, I think it's really important that this is a pretty gender neutral statement. Uh, my husband is wonderfully smart uh, and certainly is involved in the family finances because I practice what I preach. Um, however, I think either gender can fall into this myth of feeling like, you know what, I don't need to be involved. I'll let my partner do it. Do you find that as well, Lou? Without question. The first, well, and, and, and for full disclosure, I am married to a wonderful woman, Jackie, you'd mentioned uh, in the opening. Uh, she is part of this myth as well. And I, I, have, I have dragged her along being a financial advisor. I've just had, I've had to sit her down and explain to her, you must understand. So uh, even within my own family and my parents, and I'll share that story in a moment, but my dad, my dad 
uh, for all the years that uh, he was he and my mom were married and unfortunately she passed away not long ago but he was completely in the dark once my mom wasn't here to take care of things and and I saw firsthand uh, the that it is absolutely gender neutral to your point uh, that uh, both mrs. tranquilly and the elder mr. tranquilly uh, subscribe to this I don't have to be involved myth well, we won't get into why then their son became a financial advisor, but that is very intriguing for the recovered therapist that I am. There you um, go. Yeah. So, you know, I think every time that somebody is engaged in a, in a myth or somebody is engaged in maybe a, a behavior that isn't 100% healthy around finance, that there's usually a good reason. So how do you think this helps your clients or how this might help in your personal life? Like, What's the function of buying into, I don't have to be involved in the family finances? Well, uh, the function, I, I think, and, and, and I'll go in reverse just for a moment. There, there, there's a lot of it where you don't want to. If some, someone may not want to, they won't want to know. They just will not consider that one of their strengths and and you're the recovering therapist, as you said. So, but you, you can, you can analyze this, but they just don't, don't feel the confidence of, of being a part of it. So uh, they, they don't want to face that challenge of learning. And, and I think that uh, knowing where to locate documents, uh, knowing who key contacts are, and even things like uh, your tax returns, it, it can, while it may be a challenge to, to understand them in great depth, that's okay. Just understand where they are, what they are, and then uh, helping someone through learning that, it, it's really not all that challenging. I, and I think you would agree, Kathleen, this is not rocket science here. Uh, it's just organizing of information. So uh, I, I'm hopeful that I answered the question there. Yes, no, actually, I, I think that um, you're correct. And what you raise is an issue I've been thinking about for a couple of days now, which has to do with financial involvement. So what does financial involvement actually mean? How is it defined? I was out uh, on a walk with a girlfriend who was talking about how she doesn't like to be engaged in her finances. And so I had an image of what that meant. Um, but the coach in me kicked in and I said, so what does that really mean that you don't want to be involved? And she defined involvement as like watching the stock, stock market every day and being actively trading. And then what I talked with her about was, okay, so that often is not a great way to be involved. It can be for some people, but involvement I think is more what you're talking about, Lou, is, is there's a continuum. And so at a minimum, know where your documents are, know uh, where your tax returns are in those key contexts. Um, I would add occasionally meet with your financial advisor with your partner, which I'm sure you would add to that list as well. Um, so we talked about um, well, let's talk a little bit more about how it gets in the way. Um, share with us a story about how you've seen somebody who has not paid attention to the family finances actually experience something that was negative or unfortunate as a result of, of keeping their head in the sand. I would, and, and I, I hope you don't mind me being so personal about it, but I mentioned my mom having passed away. She was in charge of the family finances. My dad was out and, and he just never paid attention. So here he is in the middle of his grieving process, and he could not contact a credit card company in order to cancel a credit card. He just did not know where to look for that information, how to contact them, and just go through the simple process of letting them know that my mom had passed and that 
he had to settle the the final any final bills. So it it was really not only a, a time when he wanted to grieve, but it was in the way because he had to take care of these financial matters. And fortunately, in his case, he had someone that he could lean on, and, and I I was there to, to help him through that. But it, it's and that's the extreme case. I, I would tell you that in divorce situations, it's awareness, and, and where it's really gotten in the way is that that when I've had either. Uh, of the the partners in my office and they say I do not know where the money is it leads to anxiety it, it leads to to being defensive it also there's accusations that that get involved because uh, now without the knowledge of where is my money unfortunately in a situation that is in, in a divorce situation where uh, parties are, are splitting apart they are now looking at each other as to what, not what are you giving me, but what are you not giving me? So it creates this anxiety and, and just there's a standoff that may not be necessary with just a little bit of, 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 of keeping your eye on the finances throughout the course of that relationship or, or your, even your relationship with your parents. Well, and what you're doing, I think, is giving a great example of how in the short run, um, that it can benefit people and that you don't have to bother with it day to day if your partner's bothering with it. So there's right. a way in which it simplifies. You don't have to deal with, you know, whatever mixed feelings you have about your relationship with money or having to learn about money or a lot of people, um, it's unfortunate, but a lot of people feel kind of ashamed that they uh, don't know more when in fact, you know, if we hire a plumber, we usually don't feel ashamed that we don't know how to hook up our own sink, but we do feel bad that we don't know more about investments or managing our money. And, and with your dad, and I'm glad you shared that personal uh, situation, um, it's certainly sad, and, and, and I'm glad he had you there to help him. It really does highlight that there's a variety of levels in which it can get in the way, and especially when someone's grieving or going through a divorce, which is another type of trauma, that it, it really, in the long run, um, can have uh, such a negative impact impact that you can certainly get through it, um, but it can have a negative impact. It, it reminds me of a girlfriend I had who went through a very, very messy divorce. And he managed all the money and, and there was a lot of distrust. Um, but in the end, what came out of it on the other side is she worked with an advisor who encouraged her to get more involved, taught her how to budget. Um, and so every month she was tracking her numbers. And I said to her, I said, what's that like? I mean, you've lived in this marriage for 20 years and not really paid attention to anything other than, you know, you had the freedom. She had some affluence, the freedom to buy things. I said, what's it like to track your expenses and your income? And she said, you know what? She said, it's actually really empowering. Like she felt really good about it. Um, so I think one thing to keep in mind is that when you push through not wanting to be involved and start to get involved, often what people find is that it, it can be very empowering and actually something that, dare I say, could be somewhat enjoyable. Fun, actually. And if I can just add to that story. Sure. Last, yesterday afternoon, I met with a, a client. She has been divorced about a year now. She's in charge of her finances. We have worked closely together through the divorce process into this first year together. She was outstanding is the only way I can put it to you, Kathleen. She she was here. Her budget was was written down, just keeping track of everything. And she, what, what I thought was so wonderful about it, and I noticed it yesterday, she was doing the talking I had the opportunity to listen, whereas at the initial uh, uh, or at the onset of the the relationship, 
I was doing all the talking and working with her. Now she had taken control and with me, she was just step by step explaining how her months were going, how she was uh, working through her finances. A wonderful job. And, and I'm sharing that because it was a proud moment in my career, to be honest with you, because she really has taken control and feels so good about it. And she's enjoying it. And anyone, anyone can. Uh, it's it, in the world, if you will, in the overall world of finance, you get so many opinions and go online and read literally a thousand things a day. What I explain to people consistently is you don't have to just take take nibbles, just nibble at it and, and learn it over time if it's not your, your favorite subject. And at some point, it will become your favorite subject. It is, after all, your money. Right, right. So, so I love that story because what I find is that it's not only empowering for the person who's sitting with the financial advisor, um, often, you know, being an educator, um, and, and there's a large part of what you do every day, Lou, as you know, that's education. It can really feel great to see somebody learn something and, and integrate it and then um, be able to teach you. Uh, so that sounds like a really cool moment. I'm, I'm glad you shared that. What other advice do you have for anybody who's listening in that currently buys into the myth I don't have to be involved in the family finances, but through this conversation is starting to go, oh, maybe I should be a little bit involved. What advice would you give them? Well, now you know I'm from New Jersey, right, Kathleen? <laughs> yes, so, I do. So we tend to be a little bit, you know, break out the uh, the blunt uh, talk. I would, I would first offer to, uh, the easiest advice, stop it, okay? Just stop doing that. Uh, just put yourself into your checkbook uh, for, 15 minutes, walk through what your bills are each month when we're coming up on tax season. When you sign that tax return that you have your accountant prepare for you, take a look and just ask a few questions. What does this line mean? What the, just a, a working knowledge and start to build your, your own confidence. You don't have to be an expert after a short period of time. And of course, I, and I, I get this from, from Kathleen Kingsbury, uh, and, and still one of my all-time favorite books, uh, How to Give Financial Advice to Women. Uh, so uh, go and talk with your financial advisor. Do not leave it to your spouse to do it. it it's, a, it's a joint effort, and, and just go have that conversation. If you'd just like to sit and listen, do so. But, but put yourself out there a little bit more than you have and, and start the process of becoming more aware of your finances, and your confidence will grow. I think that's great advice, and um, I certainly always love the plug of my books. Um, but I, I think it's small steps, and that's what really helps people change is these small steps. And so it may be showing up to a meeting and deciding, you know what, I'm going to ask one question during a meeting with my financial advisor, or like you said, looking at your checkbook, or another activity I've given people is to kind of go through your credit card statement and just look at where is that money going, and, and does it fit with kind of what your values are? And so, so there's a variety of ways to do this. I do strongly encourage uh, that people connect with a, a good advisor, someone like you who can um, help them once they decide. And I'm going to use, I, I think it's from, I don't know what movie is this from, but it's like snap out of it. Um, 
you know, once you get to be being like, oh, I need to snap out of this, I need to do something, then work with an advisor who uh, is, uh, if you're a woman, female friendly, if it's you and your partner, couple friendly, that really is willing to spend some time talking with you about how you can learn more. And there's a variety of different ways. And and I, I like, Lou, that you mentioned that it could be fun, because often when I mention that finance can be fun, people think I'm crazy. But I think part of the reason that uh, people are backing away Away from money and getting involved in their finances, and they think it's heavy and boring. And you know, it doesn't have to be your passion, but there are fun ways to engage uh, in conversations. Um, any other thoughts about what people could do in terms of action steps, or what you've seen work in the past when they start to become more involved in the family finances? Well, I, I've seen what I've seen work in the past. It really starts with with a budget uh, again. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but it is. Uh, I, I like to, Kathleen, I like to say that saving money and be, becoming more involved in your money, it's a habit. And you don't you don't develop a habit in a day. You develop a habit over a, a long period of time. And, and a healthy money habit would be if you're the partner that's not as involved or you're, you're an individual is not, it, it's really not paying close attention to how they're spending their money, just do something like save $50 a month and, and see how you feel after 12 months. And now all of a sudden there there's this $600 pool of money that you now can do as you wish with. Uh, it. I've seen that work really well because it, it's not about the amount of money. Instead of $50, if you can make it 5000 do that. But it's about the habit of saving the money and how good it feels once you get to that that at least initial finish line of say 12 months. I've really seen that work because it does take time to develop uh, healthy money habits and and just break this myth of not being involved in the family finances. Well, and that that's great advice. It reminds me a little bit of, you know, going to the gym and there's days where, or even taking a walk, you know, just getting some exercise. There's days where it's like, oh, I can't wait to get out there. And there's days where you're like, oh, I don't want to do this, but you know afterwards you'll feel better. And it's it's taking these small steps. And one of the things for people who find the word budget not fun is I would reframe it as a spending plan. Because when it's a spending plan, you have control over your spending plan as opposed to a budget feels like, oh, you know. Um, I, I, I'm going to change up to that right now. I'm yeah. <laughs> it's just an interesting shift in, in how it feels, and that language can make a big difference. Well so, stated. So, Lou, you, there's a lot more we could talk about um, when it comes to busting through this myth, but I think we've done a nice job of covering it in a short period of time. Uh, tell the listeners how they can find out more about you and your work. Um, I know that you are in Jersey. We just had a little bit of a siren just to prove that you were in Jersey in the background there. And that Yeah, that's awesome. And then... Um, you know, I know you also are doing some uh, national speaking and stuff. So so fill us in as to where we can find out more about you. Sure. Well, you can head to my website, which is lewistranquilly.com. And and it's a long Italian last name, but it's easily spelled. Uh, so lewistranquilly.com. Uh, you can go on the website. Welcome to send me an email from there if you'd like. Put a phone call in. My office is located in Clinton. I am fortunate enough to have clients all over the country and even, I can say, all over the world. So I certainly would welcome the conversation in, uh, with, with someone who's interested in breaking this myth uh, or just having a conversation that they may have already uh, done some work and they'd like a, a second opinion. That's always uh, I'm always glad to do that. And, and I'm always glad to talk with you, Kathleen. Uh, you've been a wonderful influence on my career and, and 
and are much appreciated. So this time is, is really respected and appreciated. Oh, thank you so much, Lou. I really appreciate your participation today, and I strongly encourage anybody who's tempted to give uh, Lou a call because he really, um, it's a mutual admiration club, I think, on our part. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So I just want to thank everybody for listening to Breaking Money Silence. I'm Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert and author, and I am very dedicated to getting people to talk more openly about money matters. For more information about my books, my speaking, or my services, feel free to uh, check out my website at kbkwealthconnection.com. And remember that together we can shatter money taboos and start openly talking about money. Until next time.